today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Is it really even baseball season before the bat cracks at PNC Park? It's home opener day, baby. Plus, we've got the latest on legislation to ban ghost guns in Pennsylvania and a bunch of ways you can support our LGBTQ plus community. It's April 7th, the Friday News Roundup. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with CityCast's Mallory Falk and Francesca DeBecco. Mallory, welcome back to the pod squad. I know you didn't physically go to Philly, but I feel like I should congratulate you for getting out just as the water went to hell. (laughs) I mean, I will say at least the good people of Philadelphia were notified when there was an issue with their water. The last time there was a boil water advisory in my neighborhood here, I found out on Twitter. I didn't receive any official communication, so I can't drag on Philly too much here. (laughs) Let's get into it. Um, I want to start this week with ghost guns. There's new-ish legislation. New-ish. What's old is new again. I mean, with gun reform, it's kind of an an ever-present thing. For sure. Um, That's the upbeat tone we're looking for for a Friday. Um, Are you all familiar with ghost guns? Yeah. They're those ones that, you know, you can like... 3D print or order a kit online and then they're untraceable. That's the big issue with them. I didn't know about that. I did not know you could 3D print guns. That's kind of wild to think about. Yeah. And that's what makes them untraceable. Either you can do them at home so you can like buy the schematics if you have a 3D printer or access to one, or you can order them piecemeal. So now we're seeing this proliferation of folks that are selling like one individual part that has no serial number. So you can buy that and then you can buy another part. You can buy another part. And these things can be built in like 30 minutes at home with stuff you just have around the house. That's scary. And then they don't have serial numbers, right? Correct. None of it. So it's totally untrackable. Mm -hmm. The U.S. government put out a stat last year that said there was something like 20,000 collected by the ATF used in commission of a crime. So there's more out there. Those are just the ones they've collected through crime scenes. So then what does this proposed legislation uh, here in Pennsylvania, what is it trying to do? Outlaw them. Um, And if you already own them, then you have to get it printed with that serial number. I mean, I thought these were already illegal. Am I missing something? (laughs) I mean, they are mostly. President Biden issued an executive order. Actually, I think it was a year ago this week um, that bans the manufacture of the whole kit. Um, And most Mm. importantly, it actually like solidified that these qualify as guns at all, because I don't think that that was something that was like considered in the forefathers. Right. Um, (laughs) But if you make these gun parts, even the DIY versions, you have to get licensed as a company and then you have to make sure that the kits have serial numbers. Um, But I guess the feds weren't clear that every single part. So if you're going to manufacture them in pieces, you have to include a serial number for all of them. So hopefully Hopefully this state law would clear that up. I can't believe people even want to do this. Like, is there something that the cities can do? Like, is there something Pittsburgh can do? And didn't Pittsburgh kind of try to do something about it or at least start to? Like, if I'm remembering right, kind of right after uh, the shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue back in 2018. Yeah, yeah, 2018. A bunch of stuff has been proposed since then. The Peduto administration really wanted to ban assault-style weapons. Um, Now Mayor Ganey, then Legislator Ganey, um, proposed something similar as well. Um, But that couldn't stand because Pennsylvania has preemption laws that prohibit individual cities from enacting their own firearm regulations. So it all has to be done on the state level. 
So let's do it then. <laughs> What's the Commonwealth <laughs> waiting for? Uh, well, Representative Dan Frankel tried to. He's been circulating a memo since Tree of Life. He lives in Squirrel Hill that would eliminate those preemption rules. I actually didn't realize this until I was checking in on it for this. Um, Pennsylvania is one of like 40 states with these preemption rules. Frankel's office said that we can thank the NRA's lobbying back in the 1980s for that. Wow. I was going to ask when these when these rules popped up, but that makes sense. Yeah, they've been in place for a long time, um, kind of the heyday of when the NRA really, really became popular during the Reagan administration. Um, but anyway, Frankel says his proposal is not going to pass. How come? Uh, Democratic majority in the House, Republican majority in the Senate. Right. Yeah. So then what's the point of, you know, proposing legislation that you already know is not going to get anywhere? Yeah. His office says it's just really important to him, to the staff um, and to Democrats to keep this in the conversation. You know, preemption laws are kind of garbage to say that, like, you can't enforce your own rules in your own city and, like, make them appropriate to the populace that lives there. Hmm. So even though it's probably not a thing that can pass right now, he wants to make sure that it is at least still in the conversation. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminded me of, like, some Bernie Sanders vibes, um, (laughs) but I appreciated the thought. Squirrel Hill Zone, Bernie Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) So then, I mean, is there any more hope that the ghost gun legislation could pass? Maybe. Um, representative Emily Kincaid. Uh, Francesca, I think she's your representative. Yeah, yeah, she's my rep. She's one of the co-sponsors of the ghost gun bill. She supports it, obviously. Um, and she also supports the Democrats, other sort of big three reform priorities right now. So safe storage of guns, a requirement that you have to report lost or stolen guns. I can't believe that's even a thing we have to put into writing. Um, and then universal background checks for any kind of gun ownership. Um, she thinks that those three could get through the House, um, but she isn't sure about the Senate because some Republican members say that this would impede on responsible gun owners. Mm. Um, although she had a fun story. She said her sister actually actually had a gun stolen not long ago. And the first thing they did was report it because she's a responsible gun owner. Kincaid said that if you're against basics like reporting laws and background checks and safely storing your weapons, then, quote, no, I don't really think you're a responsible gun owner. Um, And even Representative Frankel's office says that he'll be happy supporting any common sense measure, even if it's not the one he proposed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like responsible gun ownership is a totally different conversation than like literally printing random guns. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, I don't think the two can be compared. I will be interested to see what happens with this. Yeah. And shout out to the CityCast Philly team for flagging this. We'll link to a great story that they shared from the Philly Voice that goes into a lot more depth on it in our show notes. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. 
Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. So a lot of the states blocking gun reform right now, they're the same ones persecuting our queer and trans communities. Looking at you, Tennessee. Yeah, Megan, your home state is kind of a dumpster fire right now. I know. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, don't make me sad. We can uh, pivot. We reached out to a few local organizations um, for ways that you can help. We can help these communities here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm very grateful to our friends over at Proud Haven on the north side for making some wonderful connections for us. Gosh, as far back as last year. Um, shout yeah. out Lindsay Sickler. They are just amazing, really doing the work. You did a great interview with them. And they're still looking for help always. Um, you can supply monetary donations. Quote, uh, they said, the cry of all small nonprofits. Um, but they're also <laughs> looking for promotional support, like literally just people to share what they're up to um, and to help them make it happen. Volunteers, shelf-stable food goods, um, and toiletry items like mouthwash or sewing kits, um, razors, shaving cream, body wash wash, tampons, baby wipes, um, stuff like that. And Proud Haven, if you're not familiar, um, runs a facility where uh, folks that maybe have not had a good coming out experience or don't have the support they need, um, there's, uh, you know, beds and places where you can find safe space and community and really like, you know, kind of get on your feet. Um, they've had folks come from all over, like literally like, I think Georgia, DC area, like across the country, yeah. find their way to Pittsburgh because it is a safe space where they can kind of figure out what's next for them um, and begin to live, live in their true lives. And a lot of youth, too. Yeah, older youth and a lot of 20-somethings, too. Um, mm. And then another organization, uh, True Tea Pittsburgh, they have been doing the work for a long time now. Um, they have a beautiful community space. They do a lot of community-focused workshops and events, um, and they actually opened the city's first uh, TLGB shelter. So they're always looking for individual or organizational donations, you know, anything that can support their operations or their studios, non-perishable goods, again, you know, quality items that can help support and nourish their bodies, emergency resources like bus passes, gift cards, um, toiletries again. And then, you know, they said uh, also just to support them on social media, help get the word out. So they're at True TPGH on Instagram and it can help you stay in touch with, you know, kind of what's going on with the black LGBT community um, and culture. Yeah, give them a follow. Yeah. And so, Megan, I know those are the groups you specifically, you know, reached out to and heard back from. Yeah, we didn't give them a ton of a, a ton of warning, uh, yeah. much of a deadline. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate them getting back to us so quickly. Um, but there's a bunch of other organizations we check their website for. Yeah, exactly. Ones we want to kind of uplift the the public calls they've made for support. Um, so one really great group is called Trans Uniting, Y-O-U Uniting. Um, it's a Black trans-led mutual aid and support network for the Black trans community. And they do a ton of different stuff. Um, they help people with immediate crisis needs like food, housing, and bus tickets. They provide a monthly life skills workshop. And they partnered with Proud Haven to create 
the community center on the north side, that spot you were talking about, Megan. Yeah. Um, this great, you know, mixed use community space for Pittsburgh's trans, non-binary, and queer communities. And there's actually an Amazon wish list for the community center. Um, that includes things like snacks and cleaning supplies, just anything you need to have a space like that. Um, we'll include a link to that in our show notes, of course. And they actually have they have a lot of cool events. I uh, just put in a, a game night in the newsletter. Um, they have it; it's like reoccurring. Um, so they all they're always putting on different community events. Ha, get it? <laughs> community. <Yeah. laughs> um, and then also, if you want to support Trans Uniting more specifically, you know, help raise money for their crisis fund. Um, they're always looking for donations and also for volunteers. So there's a lot of ways that you can help out and get involved. Another uh, Black trans-led uh, organization to support is Sisters PGH. Uh, they run a lot of the same circles as Trans Uniting, so definitely uh, check them out too. Yeah, um, I also want to shout out the Hugh Lane Wellness Center, which is an LGBTQ community advocacy and support group. Also on the north side. Also on the north side. Um they also do a lot. They have free legal services, like helping people, you know, change their names. Uh, they have a food pantry, and it provides not only food, but also things like hygiene products and safer sex kits. They do holiday dinners, have supportive programs, just like a whole host of things. Um, you can donate to them, of course. And then right now, it sounds like they're also looking for volunteer drivers who can make contactless grocery deliveries to LGBTQ plus folks. Um, who've been negatively impacted by COVID-19. That's really cool. I like that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, one other group I want to shout out is Sex Workers Outreach Project of Pittsburgh. They've done a lot of amazing work in the queer community here. Um, it's this collective. There's no defined leadership, but they do a lot of important work in the sex worker community. And they have a mutual aid fund that provides grants of between $50 and $200 to sex workers who are in need of financial support. So you can donate to their mutual aid fund so that they can direct it to folks who need a little, you know, extra, extra help. And I want to give some flowers to Swap too. They had a really important win with Allegheny County uh, not too long ago. Uh, there was a reporter at uh, then the Pittsburgh Trib that found that Allegheny County police officers were charging people with uh, using with having an instrument of crime the same way that you might have like drug paraphernalia or something. But the instrument was a condom. Oh wow! And the reporter showed all these instances of it and Swap and um, that reporter made like such a stink about it that it got the regulation changed so that police officers aren't allowed to charge that anymore. That's awesome. And like, because usually they were doing it in conjunction with a prostitution charge. So um, shout out to that reporter, Megan Guza. Um, that was like such an impactful story. And it's really like in partnership with SWAP. Um, still so impressed with their work. That's incredible. Um, also want to give y'all some events you can go to to support uh, the queer and trans community here. So there are a couple of great burlesque shows coming up. Hot Metal Hardware, a gender performance troupe, has an 18 plus show called Jokers and Tokers on April 15th. And where else but the community center, um, spelled with a Q <laughs> again, you if you're trying to look it up. Um, and then also Velvet Hearts Burlesque Troupe has an Everything Goes Burlesque Variety Brunch. Um, Sunday, May 7th at the Bridge Music Bar, which is a new spot in East Liberty. I have never been to a burlesque show. You're kind of convincing me that I need to go or, you know, even just to some local drag uh, to support our community. Uh, if you want to do things right now, 
I looked up some events. Uh, some of them are in the newsletter, so check it out there. Um, but all of them can be found on Kubrick's calendar. They always have the best list of uh, queer events in town. Um, so I want to talk about some things happening this weekend. Tomorrow there is a line dancing party at Kelly Strayhorn Theater's Alloy Studios from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Friendship. Um, this event is for everybody and everybody. Um, so it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so if you feel like, you know, get it moving, try it out. Um, there's also an anniversary celebration at the Queer Own Mods Paperwing Gallery Witchy Gift Shop in Millville. Um, all weekend long, they're celebrating with like sales and door prizes. So that is another fun one. Um, and then another event, uh, this one's Easter themed, is the Extra Extra Easter Drag Brunch. Extra. Oh, yeah, I guess I should say <laughs> Extra Extra Easter Drag Brunch at Station in Bloomfield. Uh, it's 21 plus. It starts at 1245. Um, and if you want to support our queer youth neighbors, there's a great series with Dreams of Hope called Speak that speak with a Q um, that allows youngsters to express themselves creatively through song, dance, poetry, writings, visual art, what inspires them, truly anything. That's at the Irma Freeman Center in Bloomfield tomorrow at 3.30. So these are just a few this weekend, but definitely keep an eye out, like I said, in the newsletter and Kubrick's website for more. We'll link it in the show notes. And then in, gosh, six, seven weeks, um, Pittsburgh Pride is coming. Um, and then there's Trans Pride Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh Pride Revolution. Um, so lots of events for our trans and non-binary led um, advocacy groups um, to really show your support. Um, really excited to you know celebrate with them this season. And if you're a sports person, you already know it's home opening day today uh, here at CityCast Pittsburgh. We're really hoping to get out of the office a little early today to go down by the river and people watch. I bet it's already packed right now. People get down there so early to tailgate. I have to admit, this is one of my greatest Pittsburgh shames. I've actually never been tailgating. Wait, what? So maybe oh this my year's goodness. the year. Not for <laughs> anything? I surprise you, Megan. You, you should know me well enough. <laughs> Francesca, do you have you tailgated something before in your life? I have definitely tailgated something. I mean, this... I, okay, let's be clear. I haven't done opening day. Um... My dad, you know, growing up many years, he was a ground screw guy at the ballpark. So he didn't yeah. really want to go back to work. Um, so we never really frequented the ballpark like you would think um, as having a dad <laughs> at, um, uh, you know, working with the Pirates. Um, but I mean, it's a tradition. It feels like Pittsburgh's favorite party. Yeah, definitely one of them. Yeah, I just think as, you know, it's fun as long as you clean up after yourself. Well, I don't know if they do that. Um, I am I am very in favor of the home opener tailgate. Uh, I probably engaged in some of my most foolish behavior uh, while imbibing with buddies. Um, there was a group of folks that I hung out with when I first moved here that we would literally start at six in the morning, meet at one person's house, open the four loco, and then take the tea down to the park. It was the greatest day. That's commitment. So if we as a team are going to go down, maybe I'll get my very first tailgating experience. I um, promise no four loco. I, those days are gone. <laughs> 
Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. It'll be very chill. Um, are we going to go to the actual game? Negative. Uh, this is the one game of year where the same to buy a ticket same day. Uh, standing room tickets start at like sixty dollars a pop today, not including fees. Um, I'm just going to wait a couple weeks and get my one dollar ticket. Thank you very much. Yeah, count me out. Yeah, you should not be spending more than a dollar on a Pirates game. No offense. Yeah, uh, not until they prove that they're worth a lot more than that, and then it's still like you got to know that you're paying the nettings like it just feels weird <laughs> it feels yeah. icky <laughs> well, when we do go to the park uh francesca you looked up a bunch of upgrades uh i knew that they were doing a couple things because i've seen like the scaffolding and stuff but i didn't realize it the list was quite this long yeah there's um so first off like when you get there there's some new security tech um you actually won't have to empty your pockets or your purses anymore and you don't have to bring clear plastic bags because the ballpark has this new screening technology with artificial intelligence that can screen up to 10 times faster than a metal detector lines to get into the stadium take forever i'm i'm very excited about this yeah people get people into their seats faster so they can start buying hot dogs and beer. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Francesca, because PNC Park is actually ditching some of the dogs for opening day because it's falling on Good Friday. What? Although I guess they've never heard of <laughs> such a thing as veggie dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to convince Pittsburgh to <laughs> indulge in veggie dogs as much as you and I would enjoy that, Mallory. <laughs> well, I bet they also cost a lot more to order in bulk, too. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, they will still have hot dogs. Um, but they're also selling fried fish sandwiches for those bucko fans observing the holy day. <laughs> fish sandwiches? God, this city is so Catholic. I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> the Catholic diocese, uh, they actually put out a statement on this because what? I guess um, people were asking if the church would dispense from fasting and abstinence on Good Friday, like kind of make a special exception for the home opener. No. This is great. And uh, the official answer is no. In Wait, is statement. that straight from the Vatican or is that the bishop? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this, I think this is the Pittsburgh Catholic diocese. Gotcha. Um, in a statement, the diocese said that while they wish the pirates well and will be rooting for them, quote, we also need to hold the priority importance of Good Friday. God before baseball. Got it. Sacrilegious. <laughs> or I guess very religious. <laughs> what other uh, new, I, I saw there's a bunch of like restaurants or like changes to that stuff. Um, they've been doing so many upgrades over there, but it's hard to tell what's the Clemente Bridge construction and what's the baseball stadium. Right. Yeah. There's some new food options. I'll run through a couple of them. Uh, there's the chicken pit concept um, that replaces the Federal Street Grill. Um, there is Pops Plaza. That's a full service bar that will have craft cocktails um, and like new and classic ballpark grub. Um, there's the walkthrough brew that obviously has beer. <laughs> um, and then some like big items that people are watching out for is the deep fried bucko crunch dog topped with onions and deli brown mustard. Um, interesting. Um, fried cheese curds with sweet pickles and dill ranch. Uh, Mrs. T's mini pierogies with roasted shallots, garlic, chive butter, and pulled pork. And then there's a uh, Chicken on the Hills Nashville hot chicken sandwich. So um, lots to indulge in at the ballpark this year. Yeah, no kidding. I, I think that's just like one step shy of the sushi available at uh uh, this I started to say the Civic Arena, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> As keep you it, should. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, once you're actually taking in the game, you can't miss the new 83,000-pound LED scoreboard. It's more than twice the area of the previous display, so you'll be able to clearly see the stats and messages throughout the game. I never had any trouble seeing the stats or messages throughout the game anyway. I think this is just going to help you see it from downtown. I mean, go big or go home, right? Also, why do they always give us the like poundage of this stuff? Like, do I need to know how much it weighs? <laughs> I know it just yeah. makes me nervous to sit directly underneath it. <laughs> uh, I don't think that thing's going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's some new rules that are supposed to make the game of baseball itself a little bit better. Um, I know nobody cares about sports, but this is indulge me for a second. Um, there's three of them, and I'm very hopeful because I find both baseball to be, by and large, at least the most boring of our four professional sports teams here. There's a pitch clock now that's supposed to make our game shorter. I guess they're all like tracking over three hours now. Um, I kind of thought they were always over three hours, but maybe that I'm just factoring in like parking time and stuff. But yeah, now pitchers only have 15 seconds to throw their pitch. Um, Wow, the pressure's on. Yeah, if the bases are (laughs) empty, you get 15 seconds. If there's a runner on the base, you get 20 seconds. And then the hitters actually have to be in the batter's box within eight seconds. Um, So none of this like, you know, prancing around, around home base, trying to make sure that your foot in the right spot. You really got to get back to business. Um, There's some rules about pickoffs, which is when like a pitcher throws to a base and tries to get someone out really quickly. Um, So you can only do that a couple times per plate appearance um, without being penalized. And then the bases themselves are bigger. They're three inches bigger. Um, They say it'll help reduce injury um, in the major leagues. Um, And I guess maybe it makes it a little bit faster because like technically there's just a teeny bit less distance to run between the bases. I mean, (laughs) when they're literally like stretching their legs out and like just trying to tap, I can see how it would matter. Like how many things are decided by like, I don't know, like you have to run it in or you have to slide and then they're just barely tagging you. I don't know. Could make it more fun. Okay. But the critical question is, will any of these rules actually make the pirates better this year? (laughs) (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) Um, But here's what you probably should know. Uh, One of the city's most beloved players ever in the modern history is back, probably for his last season. Yeah. Drew McCutcheon. Kutch. Yeah, he's not going to help us win, but he's really good for morale. Um, And then number two, Brian Reynolds is probably our biggest star right now. Um, He's here for at least the year, but the rest is sort of uncertain. Sorry, I should probably know who he is, huh? (laughs) If you're not a baseball person, probably not, um, just because, you know, it's the Pirates. Um, But he's another outfielder, um, I would guess, probably our best one. It's more complicated than this, but basically he wants more money or to get to walk to another team. Um, And the owners, the Nutting family, um, they don't want to pay up. Now owners of Wiggle Whiskey. And also Seven Springs, right? (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess they've agreed on money, but they don't want to commit to the contract. Um, And what I've read about it suggests that it's actually a pretty good deal, but we're just being a pain in the butt about the whole thing. So that was your second point. Do you have a number three? (laughs) Third and final. Thank you so much. Um, The season has changed, actually, and it doesn't really help us. So before this year, we played way more games against teams in our own division. That would be the Cubs, the Reds, the Brewers, and the Cardinals. But starting this year... I guess we're going to see each other a lot less. So for the Pirates, that sort of stinks because we were in a very weak division um, and we had a better shot of winning some of those games. But now we're going to see the tougher teams a lot more often. Well, on that note, happy opening day to the Buckos and all the Bucko fans out there. I think this is kind of fun. The first pitch is at 412. So 412. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. (laughs) I love that. We'll play ball. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you see us on the North Shore later today, no, you didn't. Our team this week includes Mallory Falk, Elizabeth Kama, Natalie Rivera, Francesca DeBecco, and me, Megan Harris. Our music is by Benji. We'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city. Talk to y'all soon. Oh my God, I can't speak today. <laughs>